You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. What is going on, guys? Welcome to Double Tap. This is Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to the FGC. I am your overly excited host, Crash, a.k.a. Dre, a.k.a. Mr. Shades inside where there's literally no fucking windows in my room. I've got with me, of course, my usual delinquents that I enjoy talking about fighting games all the time with. We got Static G in the building. Yeah, yeah that's that? when you introduce yourself. We- yeah, he caught yeah, it. He caught go. it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he got it. He got it. Yeah. Yeah, that's Static Gorilla. Almost, then we got yeah. Mezzo, of course, in the building as per usual. What's going on? What's going on, guys? What's going on? Listen, man, we've got a lot to talk about today. Of course, you know, before we jump into it, let me just get the, 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 the formalities out. 21st of February is the day before. It could be 2-22-2022. Say that three times faster. Uh, this is podcast episode, well, live anyway, number 84. It's like podcast number 259, I think it is. I do- double check the notes. 57, 59, one of those two. But listen, guys, let's just get right into it. We had some incredible things that went down over the weekend. But I am most, mostly excited for the guest that we have here. A legend that's been working in the world of esports as far back as 1999. He can correct me and yell at me about it if I'm wrong there. No longer, like, which is longer than some of you guys have been throwing fireballs. It's just going to be very clear there. He's been involved with a multitude of esports titles. If you've watched any of his recent Tekken 7 play, you'll know this guy is very much cut from the same cloth as all of us here. Like to mash some buttons. If you saw our tweet earlier this week, you'd already know, especially if you saw the one that went live, you'll know, of course. Please make some motherfucking noise for the one and only DJ. This is stupid. You're all stupid. 519 OG. Wee! Yo, what's up? What's up, fellas? Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for having me. It's great to be in, here. Thank you so much. In the building. Thank you very much. We, um, I know we, we were talking before this show, but I still want to say thank you for taking the time. This was not something really any of us expected. You know, we were just a show that talks fighting games. I, you know, I've, I have followed you for a while. You know, I come from the broadcast scene, so I definitely, you know, cross paths as to things like your shows and all over the years. So catching you on a random stream talking about fighting games, I was like, oh, he should, he'd be great to have on hey, the fucking show. And I was just like, yo, do you want to be your on? shot too, right? Like if you're not taking Dude. your fucking shots, then... You know, what are you Absolutely. doing in, in life? Uh, I'm glad you did. Thanks for the invite. I was like, I appreciate Super it. stoked. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, so before we dive in, so we're going to have a, we have a multitude of things we want to talk to weed about, but of course we have some news that went down. We'd love to get his thoughts on it. Uh, before we go on any further, uh, which we're going to dive into some of your histories for some of the audience members that might not be aware of who you were. Um, you know, I want to talk to you, uh, we about something that I think is very near dear to all of our hearts here. And we want to convert you over to our patented world-changing charity NFTs for cross-game IP <laughs> integration. Because uh, we all just want to be rich. We all just want to uh, be rich. I just want to be very real. All right? We just man. want to be rich. <laughs> man. Are you in? I think he's in, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I didn't know that I could have PTSD <laughs> for something so fast. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, for, those, for those that aren't in the know, haven't been into streams recently, it's been, first of all, very entertaining streams off the rip. I want to just tell you right now. I'm learning so much with the chat and with you and a lot of that craziness. So I just wanted to throw that joke out there because it's just been a... F- I'm just as confused at times as as you are, and some of your reactions, and I'm kind of just like, wow, it's wild stuff. It is wild stuff, and you got like, I mean, uh, I won't go too much into it. I won't waste yeah, yeah. any time. You can just tune <laughs> no, in to fuck, me no, every this, fucking yeah, day. I'm the same. There you go. I'm like almost saying I I feel like I'm repeating myself, but it is like 
I've, I've, I grew up on the internet and I fell in love with the mm. internet, but I was born long enough that I, I kind of got to experience life without it. And so like, I have this mm -hmm. incredibly deep appreciation as many, many do, right. That, you know, my own kid grows up on the internet, but like, I just love when like new shit is happening and, and the technologies. And that's why I got into live streaming. And this to mm -hmm. me is like one of the most fascinating technological and social experiments that I have ever seen only possible because of crazy people and the internet. Like this is, this is what this shit was made for. But uh, yeah, like it also just exposes so much stupidity and scamming <laughs> and like, and so it's fucking fascinating. I kind of feel like I am uh, like a weird internet paparazzi, just kind of like waiting there, like, oh, oh, you, you got you got fucked over again. Like, I'm, but anyway, yeah, it's fascinating. Salivating at those open sea fishing. Uh, I haven't checked the stream earlier. I know you were jumped over, <laughs> dove into that. And I was like, oh, I can't it. wait to hear about that. I can't fucking wait to hear about Darn, that. It's going to be like every uh, week. My, Right. Yeah. yeah. Every day there's always something. Um, yeah. But this ain't about NFTs, even though, uh, you know, sorry to break your bubble. I think uh, it was recently announced that Bandai Namco is looking at some metaverse stuff due to some investments. And all. If you want to see the Dumbasses. article for that, I'll send it to you later. But uh, maybe Tekken's <laughs> going to have some sort of fucking weird metaverse shit. And I know that's going to be something what near, do you near even to do you. at that. We're point in that, it right like... now. That's what I don't get. <laughs> Where are we? Yeah. Are we in the fucking yeah. metaverse right yeah, now? Right, we right, are hanging yeah. out with four people in totally different <laughs> fucking locations, broadcasting to people over the internet. And so that they can download it later. And what, like, we're here. I don't understand <laughs> it, man. Am I old man Zane. yelling at clouds? Because this is no. I don't get no. It. Trust, trust. You're not. Uh, I'm not too far away from you in terms of age, honestly. So, and even I'm kind of like I, I'm yeah, I'm right there with you. But all right. So uh, once again, we're gonna jump right into it. So for those that don't know, uh, we if you can, can you break down? You don't have to give an entire uh, life story. Uh, not to not to say it's not kind of very intriguing because. He has a really good biography actually on, I think it's like com, like biography, the legacy and such. So you guys can go read and check out some really awesome stuff. I want to hear, and I want the audience to hear just like your kind of, your relationship with fighting games, really. As far yeah. back as when you got your first computer uh, all the way to, I don't know, when you were the Tekken 2 bully at college in fucking yeah. uh, 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 Harper Dorm, Corner Room with <laughs> your two cats. Like, I would love to hear, let, let us know about all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I have kind of the same... Uh, I think story that a lot of other that a lot of other fighting game people, at least that I've like talked to and known and, and that I had a brother. And so, right, like we, of course, were arcade kids. And then mm -hmm. and then like the moment that we got a Super Nintendo, like all that shit changed. Right. When we mm -hmm. got we got to just grind games of Street Fighter and grind games of Mortal Kombat and any other game that we could get our hands on like i worked at a video store just so i could have access to a neo geo and play all the snk fighters and all that you wow. know so uh i had built-in competition with my brother all the time and like we had some violent exchanges um <laughs> i fortunately never got hurt uh, he did, uh, unfortunately get a broken arm, which to this day, I still, uh, argue that it was defense. Like he went to strike me and I just blocked <laughs> oh. and he broke his arm. My mom, uh, wasn't too happy about that nonetheless, but yeah, we used to play like best of one hundreds and all this shit. And honestly, when I think about all my competitive fire that, that powers kind of my passion for esports and, and even for fighting games or anything that I'm playing, honestly. Um, it all comes from those moments. Now, 
for me, I'm sure I share this story with many others is that like my brother sucked ass. So I became, I quickly <laughs> mm. just, just started demolishing Start him right to the point where I would say he I will. A, he got a broken arm. I will got beat a broken you. Arm, right? <laughs> I think that that came from a, I will beat you a hundred times before you can beat me once. Wow. Yeah. So that I was is... a cocky piece of shit. Of course, within my, like on my block, I was the best. I was the best fighting game player. Mom wasn't up against me. Dad wasn't up against me. So like, I was, <laughs> you, want those, you want those dishes yeah, done, mom? You yeah. got to beat me in this first to five yeah. and I'll do it. Uh, but that kind of Took then evolved down. to high school where, you know, for high school friends started getting into fighting games. And then every time people came over, it'd just be like, run it back, run it back, run it back. And, mm. and then I took that into college. Uh, I went to college for computer science and, and broadcast journalism. But I tell everyone that I actually majored in Tekken 2. Like getting a, a <laughs> PlayStation go, yeah. and getting a Hong Kong import of Tekken 2 was yes. like a life-changing fucking moment I, for me. I, I read that and I instantly had to tell these guys. Like early on when I was just mm. getting all the, you know, a lot of the research done and all, I was like, listen, guys, like this dude legit is about it. Like when you, when you said it on your stream, you're like, yeah, I've been fucking playing Nina since Tekken 2. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, yeah. and then I, and I looked it up and I'm like, guys, he imported the fucking game before we was in a build. We've done that. Yeah. This guy's legit just doing the same shit. We're just technically doing shit that he's done already. Yeah. But it's like that that kind of just helps solidify like, holy crap, this dude was really, really about it. Like he was just about giving the smoke no matter what. Even if he had to import the game, get the mod chip, whatever, to, to let it fucking run on a, on a US CDs. PlayStation or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Oh man, remember old. those? Yeah, We're old. Oh man. But so I was playing that in college and then I would, I used home setup. I played on pad. Mm. I basically had to relearn how to play on yeah. sticks, but I would go to the arcade with the soul. Uh, like we had it up at the union. So I would go mm. and, and I remember they got it. If you guys remember the fucking arcade unlock for Tekken two is timed. Yep. Right. Time so up. all the characters unlocked like every week, you know, it was like, it was mm. so, I mean, it didn't matter, it's but, um, so it was weird, dude. It was weird. Uh, but yeah, I would just go and try to run it for as long as I possibly could. Um, I started entering competitions. And so th that was it. I mean, like I went on, that's kind of where the esports started, but fighting games have always been yeah. a big part for me. All my college buddies, like I was the room come, uh, it was, I'll challenge everyone. Um, I just, I loved that and there's just no i i also love quake deathmatch which to me is like a 3d fighting game in a lot of ways yeah um, it really it's, is it's very similar in that players have a style and a way that they play and some are ultra aggressive and some are super turtly and it's are just passive. you know yep. so those two things to me are like way closer than i think a lot of other people might see them as but like deathmatch and fighting games like fighting games is basically deathmatch to me I mean, you're not wrong. It's been compared to other things like in the past, like some people hate hearing like fucking fast chess, right? It's like what it is. It's like, yeah, kind of, you know, the, the idea is still that 1v1 element on yeah. it, which can, doesn't just live in fighting games. Like I, I'll put it, I'll put it in this example. When I, uh, in my broadcast time, when I started like really getting into it professionally, the first community that I crossed over with that I just realized I had such a connection with them that wasn't fighting games were actually the fucking StarCraft guys. Yeah, yeah. The StarCraft fucking guys same mentality, are, are, man. are like, are the same mentality and they're cut from the same fucking cloth. So many, like way more actions than I think we would ever have to do in a fucking minute. I'll tell you that much too. But the, the general <laughs> 1v1 and like the, like I'd really start, it started really opening up to me 
when I came across those other communities that like, this wasn't just like unique to us. This really did span others. And like you said, uh, you know, with, with shooters such as like quake and such, it's still, it's still very much there. Yeah. I mean, I think, right. It all to me comes down to the competition and you throw me in anything that's a computer game or a fucking arcade or whatever, a, a fighter. And like, mm. I, I hate to lose. And I think that is yeah. the one thing that also is just like, it, we're all grounded in it is that I think the more you hate to lose, the better of a player and the better potential that, that you have. Um, mm. And so, yeah, I mean like the fighting game community and, and fighting games just always were super, super, uh, I was super close to them because it, it was just something that I, I was like, I, I honestly, like, this is where I belong because everyone is kind of that same mentality and i just loved it yeah um so real quick so we close up on on you know the college uh no. were there any demons anyone actually come to the room wanting to smoke and actually put in work or oh or were yeah you just oh there the were bully? a couple like, we oh d- a couple? yeah a hundred percent dude uh my uh one of my roommates for a while jeff he was a fucking incredible king player dude just he was super and he put in the fucking time. And of course he gave me plenty. He also played a pretty fucking wicked Jack too, but that guy actually oh, yeah. like, uh, but um, yeah, uh, I had another guy um, that put in a lot of work and then basically went through the whole, uh, you got to meet this guy. He claims to be a Tekken mm. two God. <laughs> he started coming over and he'd be at my house like eight hours a day, like play. And he played Hayachi. And, um, I, so like, those are the three characters that I just feel like I can play with my eyes closed because I've got fucking thousands of games against them. Uh, but yeah, I get that. But no, I mean, other than I had one guy, cause we used to do a lot of locals, uh, Mm. in Omaha and Lincoln. I had one guy play to Paul and it would always just be us in the finals all the time. And I mean, I'll be honest with you, like I was just showing off and I fucking ate a couple of things I shouldn't have eaten. And like <laughs> that was the one time I I like I really regretted Got that. Humbled. I was You're like, like oh. I should have just fucking I should have played to win and I was like playing to fucking show off. But at that oh, point man. I literally won like nine tournaments in a row. So I was like, what of Damn. All right. So, you know what? Listen, so, listen to y'all. Like it may maybe from back then, but this guy's got some trophies that some of I us do. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say I don't got trophies, but I don't got. I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't rock out as much. Are you showing us your, your favorite my life moments, Trey? <laughs> yeah, I was showing my favorite moments, but that's those that's are just my favorite we, moments. We all get to create those favorite moments, and then we always go back and reminisce about our nostalgia episodes or, or <laughs> matches. But we yeah. never have trophies. Every once in a while, we'll never get <laughs> we'll back. Look at the vibes. We'll be like, when we because we've had guests here that are like prominent players and everything, and we're like, yo. We'll like to bring it up because we were so competitive of like, uh, you know, a couple episodes ago, we had Coach Steve on, who's I think going to always be a threat in fighting games on the highest of levels. Me and him, we, we've we all come across him in some way or shape or form. And we brought up the VOD of me playing him in Injustice fucking some six something years ago. We were both <laughs> young and stupid and didn't know any better. And he's just like, oh, yeah, you were fucking up even back then. I'm like, yeah, thanks, bro. You, you could have helped me then and told me that instead of yeah. watching me suffer. But oh, it is cool. Man. If if I like, do you do you wish you had like those kind of same vods for those days? And do you oh. actually actually do you even have vods of those days? You can still have a camera. No, man. Somewhere. My first my first video streams were like 2003, and this was way. Oh. This, I mean, I, right? Like this was 
uh, Tekken 2 era was like 96. I'm just showing. Well, my not age, even like know? the handheld, like uh, like nobody just were just like. Uh, no. Had, okay, I mean, sorry. No, 90, actually, 90, 96, excuse me. Around here. Let me put the ready? handheld up here and a little harder. I'll tell you what. I got one. I've got, I'll tell you the one championship that I have that there is footage of from exactly mm. Crash, the, what you are fucking talking about. Right, somebody get ready. It, at Family Fun Center, it had a huge uh, B-Mania fucking area, like just everything. DDR was huge. I played the fuck out of DDR. I won the Midwest uh, Fourth Mix Freestyle Championship, and that shit is indeed on fucking video. It's kind of <laughs> okay. nutty. I gotta say, I feel like every fucking fighting game player plays DDR. Is, is that just like a normal yeah, thing? Yeah, that like, is so, a thing. Like, so funny thing reads, funny, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's We're bringing awesome. it right up. There Look it at, is. Like young, young wheat. There it is. Spry. Fuck, dude. I've never and been you know so happy to win $200 <laughs> in tokens in my fucking <laughs> life, you guys. In tokens? They didn't even. Oh, my God. They were like, play more. Back then. I'm down for it. I'm down for it. I'm play down for it. Play more. So, I. I was going to say, Meza, good point, because so these guys, these two other fools mm -hmm. were way more of uh, locals to what is, I think, currently still America's oldest arcade. Yes. That mm -hmm. is still running, which is eight on the break up in North Jersey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they used to run. Well, it was going to be the break is what it's called. Eight on the break was the event that was ran there. A lot of fighting games were ran out of there. A lot of real well-known uh, players came out of there, too. Uh, but these guys were... were usuals there and yeah like for some reason it was either fighting games or fucking all the ddr the ddr <laughs> yeah. machines they had there would just pop off and they had a history of ddr there too like they have like fucking walls plastered of all yep. their events of old fucking polaroids and pictures of like winners over the years not too different from what we're seeing here on the screen they've actually had national ddr players that actually went abroad to play uh, oh yeah they've they've won and they all came out of eight on the break most of them and it's very amazing to see that but it's also cool because like in between us playing fighting games everybody would stop and go play ddr we're like what the fuck is wrong yeah. with people oh yeah i play ddr I've, i had it at home and everything i asked my mom for it look i was i spent hours on it okay so i get it but at the same time i was like we're at a fighting game tournament i don't want to be sweating you guys are weird. Yeah, true. I sweat enough <laughs> so, when I play fighting games. Jesus. <laughs> so fun, funnily enough, I have a really good friend who's actually brought his arcade to our locals. Um, maybe it was about a span of three years where he was bringing the arcades there. And you'd see top players like L.I. Joe doing double on like some certain songs in between sets just for just, just for a warm up or something just to kill time. And these, it's just a I good time. These, these hands are already developing enough fucking arthritis on them. I like I can just barely fuck up the play legs a fight stick, let alone yeah. like yeah, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm trying to run a mile before I have to play a freaking top eight match or something. Like, yeah, you ready? Yeah, I'm just gonna fucking pass out before I even get a chance to start blocking. Um. So, all right. So clearly, you know the the path of the the Tekken tyrant, Tekken two tyrant. Let me get it correctly. In in college, you know, came and went. You still were, you know competitive but then you know you, that's when you made your the, that's when the esports transition yeah. started happening. this is when kind of broadcasting started coming into the mix and your your entire journey that eventually led you to to twitch down the line um which i want to be very clear you know you wore a lot of hats on twitch um most notably for a lot of people if you haven't customized your page i'm pretty sure you see <laughs> week's face still right on it uh like hey because it happened yep. randomly. I like I heard you and I was like, wait, what the hell is that? Like on a video. And I was like, oh, that's right. This I haven't been to a page oh, that hasn't customized God. it in so long. So you just showing up. I was like, Yo, oh, real it, talk. Yeah, I had to go to Twitch 
and tell them that they had to figure out a way to let people toggle it off because no shit, like no cap, <laughs> I was getting death threats in my fucking Twitter DMs Jeez. and shit. It was nuts. I was just like, are you actually kidding me? And I don't know, maybe it's just, you know, fucking trolls being trolls, but I couldn't believe it. I finally went to Twitch. I was like, listen, please, for the love of God, like I'm just, I don't need it anymore. Like just take it. (laughs) I know know, it's still there, but it's just one of those things where uh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect it. But if you didn't upload the goddamn channel trailer, then I just apparently keep told you fucking over and over. And I don't blame these people for wanting to shut this mouth up. But it was just like, holy shit. So, so besides being yeah. the, the the object of a bunch of death threats that go down because every ah. your face is quite literally on any Twitch page that can be created right now. You wore a lot of hats, and you know, feel free to yell at me if I have this incorrect. I know there have been articles recently that have gotten it wrong, and you've been pretty heated. I don't <laughs> want to be on this other side, but I'm going off of my research, right? I'm doing what you're saying, right? Double <laughs> fucking check your facts. Hopefully, I got them right. Senior manager of partnerships and new media and esports from 2011 to 2014. Director mm-hmm. of Community and Education 2014 to 2015. Director of Twitch Studios 2015 till I, I actually don't have an end date there, potentially till the end of your time there. Uh, but then also head slash director of creator development. That was what I understand was your last title before, obviously, part ways. Yeah. Yeah. Am I uh, four there, four? There, there was one more in there, but like honestly, at the end Fuck. of the day, like you said, <laughs> like you said, it, it was. You know, working for Twitch that long is actually pretty fucking weird because when you start in a startup, you know, there's no boundaries in the roles that you have, uh, Mm -hmm. right? Like you just, you're a few people trying to get a fuck ton done. And so to the choir, um, my friend. Yeah. I I mean, uh, I, I, to the last day that I worked at Twitch, I would still be doing some weird shit that I picked up on like the third week of doing Twitch. So like there were just some things that I did for like 10 fucking years. And even when I was managing like 21 people on Twitch studios uh, at the time, uh, box art was still totally manual. And I would go on these tirades within Twitch where I would just be like, you know, if I see another fucking new release, like hit the front page and it has a purple <laughs> question mark and then no box art, I am going to absolutely lose my shit. And I couldn't at the time, like it was weird because I couldn't just find someone to solve my problem. So like I just basically every time fucking game developers would send me box art and I'd be like uploading it to Twitch to try to make sure that whatever oh the Grand God, Theft Auto release is... had it or the newest fighting game or mm-hmm. what. It was, it was just, it was nutty uh, for a really long time in that way. But yeah, it's, so anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent, but <laughs> no, no worry good, because <laughs> I had about 10,000 titles, right? Uh, that I <laughs> yeah, bestowed yeah. upon myself. In, in, a, in a startup world, which I've recently also been in that situation. Yeah, you, there are just things that you, there is just a multitude of hats. There is no just like, yeah, this is a title, but that's just basically what it is. It's a title. Like I have other shit that probably technically doesn't even apply to this title, but I'm still doing it because it's it's startup mode. I couldn't it leave just, that mentality, no right? That was actually exactly, one of the yeah. reasons why I left because it was just really hard for me in this giant now corporate fucking machine yeah. of just gears turning and then more <laughs> gears getting put into it. And uh, I just got to the point where I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I mean, you're like fuck it. It's weird to have a job that you care so much about that you're like, that's why I have to leave. Mm, yeah, fucking weird. Um, yeah. so so not to end it on a sour note on that. So well, let's let's bring it back a little bit to yeah. fighting games. So you've been covering. So 
it's a very interesting time right now in fighting games. We're, we're going to dive into that right now, where it's potentially like the second golden age of it. But we're going to bring it back to 2009 for a lot of people, right? Street Fighter 4 dropped, and I think you call it, it's like the triad of, of games that released that kind of became for esports. Is it Street Fighter 4, League, and StarCraft? Yep. Are those and the three? StarCraft 2. Okay. Mm. StarCraft 2, excuse me. StarCraft 2 at the time. Um, and that was kind of the beginnings to help build what we essentially have esports today, right? That combination is what made it possible. And as someone who has literally been to events, has just cast it over them, even if you don't know it all, it was the example here, Devastation 2009, uh, where you were, we were actually covering it. Um, we actually have you on commentating here. OG John Choi versus Justin, I'm still fucking playing the game Wong. Uh, uh, and, and I think it's fucking Grand Finals or something. Rufus, God, I hated that character. Um, oh, yeah. Like, like, you've been able to kind of oversee how this scene has flourished. Because, right, Street Fighter 4 was, for a lot of us, for a lot of people, was like their either reintroduction or introduction into fighting games over the past, like, 14, uh-huh, for 13, sure. 14 years. Um, and you've been able to just see it in a very unique path where it's been, it's honestly grown because of live streaming. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. because it, 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 it took it away from the idea of you had to be at this arcade in this area and you had to know these people to maybe understand what was going on. This, the internet and live broadcasting, Ustream, Justin TV, into Twitch, whatever, just completely uncapped that to now the world to see like, oh, this this is what it's about. And it, it might have also happened with some people with like um, Evil Moment 37. That's, that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing I usually ask people. And I want to ask you, like, when we go around the room for this, where were you when you first saw Evil Moment 37? Because usually most people kind of know, even if you don't have an approximation, like an idea as to like, like when you first saw the legendary Daigo Perry. God. I, like, it's, it's so <laughs> weird. Going the Rolodex also, right now. Can anyone remember? I, I don't. I, I, I can only because I, 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 think, I think most of us can, but it's like, I, you've probably had like, you know, seen so much, it's understandable if you can't, but could you can you at least remember like the feeling you got when you first saw oh, it? Oh, like, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you guys, I fucking sorry, sorry, Cannon Brothers. I pirated the <laughs> fuck out of the Evo DVDs when they were yeah. releasing yeah. Yeah. like back in the day. <laughs> right? Like I so I, I don't I I frequented um, you know, a lot of the fighting game forum. I I, I feel like it was just on there, right? It was posted wherever mm-hmm. it oh, was yeah. even yeah. posted. And so you can dot com, everything. Yeah, yeah. It, it was and, all and, over there. Uh I mean, the weird thing about Evo Moment uh 37 is that it transcended all of esports at the time, mm. right? It transcended competitive anything. It didn't matter if you played fucking Counter-Strike or Quake or StarCraft or or Street Fight, like you just understood that moment. Um, anyone who played a game and could just like break it down in terms of what's happening. And the, one of the reasons why I love fighting games is because, uh, to any trained eye fighting games can be broken down visually, like very quickly, but any uh, untrained eye, at least they understand this guy's bar is this and this guy's bar and that guy's kicking their ass and wow, what a comeback he won. So I just think that that was an incredible moment for gaming in general, but I remember it transcending competitive gaming and esports pretty pretty hardcore right it was uh it was everywhere 
What, what about you guys? My 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 host. What, <laughs> yeah. Where were you guys at that moment? Just we'll just go around the room because I think it hit everybody a certain kind of way. It's a very special place in my heart. I would love to share it with y'all, but I'll let you guys go first. I'll go ahead. Um, I just remember like going on SRK forums because I was really into Marvel too. I always wanted to compete going in to like uh, I was like sixteen and too young to actually go by myself or I I could drive, but then I was like, wait, I can't really go. Cause I don't know. They're having beer or something. I don't know. Me and my good little Christian boy <laughs> I was. So then I was like, you know, I just didn't want to go, but then like I wanted to compete. And I remember actually traveling to Florida and practicing it on a dreamcast, trying to get the Daigo Perry. Like that's how, like that's how much I wanted to try to do it and try to wait, learn how to you- parry. What? You were 16 with a Dreamcast in the car? I'm not, a little more jealous uh, about those fucking road trips. Right yeah. Now. I remember <laughs> with Florida. I don't know Fuck, if I would have killed for a fucking console in my car. I don't know Jeez. if it was the, if we took the Dreamcast or if we took the PS2 and I had like an anthology of Third Strike and I was trying to learn it. But um, I don't remember. But we had like a car, gen- uh, like a little generator to use and a tiny TV to practice on. And I would just sit in the back alone while we were driving down. But uh, yeah, no, it's that important. I think we all knew the Daigo name going into Street Fighter Vanilla. And seeing Daigo and Justin fight throughout the entirety of Vanilla was so important. Uh, um, Yeah. So even when we see it today, it's like, oh, whatever. Now we're like, punk and I dom. Let's go. Fucking Justin Wong gets parried like every other week. It's a fucking (laughs) tweet. And he's like, 2022, it's like happened six times to the guy. Ah, I feel bad for him right now. But like, it it. it, it, it is that. It has, it's become, it's become more than that because it's a part of the fucking, um, when Third Strike first came back online, when they made the 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 version that I forget the digital version that kind of had the remastering, they had a training segment specifically yeah. to mm-hmm. teach you that. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's how far it went from being a cool clip to like it's something that's been acknowledged and integrated to even the game. So even you can learn to do it. It's to kind of help break that barrier that it's not something a god could do. You can learn it. Just takes practice, right? It's like a lesson that gets taught there. It's also considered the last uh, training thing that you do. Out of all, yeah, yeah. Once thing. Do that, so it's, it's like, like the hardest thing that you got to learn. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Meza? What, 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 where were you at? Moment thirty-seven. So, so for me, I was uh, with uh, my brother and my cousins, and we always played fighting games. So from like CBS two to Marvel two, just like Gabe was saying. But like Third Strike was like, I would say it was between MVC two CBS. We had like that trifecta, right? You know, those are the three games. If you were good at one of them, you, like you own a piece of the pie so it was like yeah, good hold on to that because you might lose it tomorrow but um no we were all together and my cousin like brought it up and he was like yo did you guys see this fucking moment because back then we were always looking for something to watch and before that we had just gotten this like cool mvc2 like all the glitches type video but my cousin came home that day i remember him he was like yo you guys gotta fucking see this pulled it up on the old ass computer that we had and just us watching it was just like all right third strikes it that's what we need to be playing mm-hmm. fuck everything else <laughs> like like what Damn. what have we been doing this whole time like yeah mvc2 is back? fun <laughs> cbs3 cbs2 is great but then but that, and then you started seeing the MVC but, two clips out. Yeah, like, that going back was to say, right. next. Let's yeah. go, Justin. No, no, like, no, all right, no, no we're going no, back. No. We're going. Let's go. Let's Honestly, go I'm a CBS two boy at all. Like heart, like at the core of everything, I love CBS two. I'll play it if anybody asks. But something about that day, like just just watching that, kind of like lit a fire under us to like be like, there is people out there that are just that damn good, and we have to work harder, and it's not going to be easy. So yeah. I don't know. It's kind of driven driven me, yeah. I guess. 
So one of the funniest things that I actually bring up every time when I was watching it and when I bring it to friends who are casuals is like, they're not doing anything. Every, even when I first saw it, I was like, they're not doing any moves. I bet I can beat them. And I think that's also what drove me to want to be competitive. It's like, they're not doing anything. <laughs> and then at the end scrubs. of the match, they're not fucking, they're throwing yeah. fireball. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're doing taunts and stuff. The Daigo taunts, we didn't know it was it was uh, enhancing his attack. It was a buff. But yeah. we were like, yeah, oh, correct. snap. But at the same time, I was like, wait a minute. I think that I, I want to be better than these guys because they're not doing any moves. I got to teach them how to do the moves. You know, and then every time I show it to somebody, they're like, they're not doing tatsus. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. And I'm like, the hell. But no, once you see the parry, you're like, all right, I suck. I, I'm terrible. I know. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I'll just make mine quick so we can move on from here. For me, it was actually, uh, I, the only reason I know I asked where they were, because it was so important because I knew where I was. I knew what the fuck I was wearing because I was at work. So that was pretty obvious there. But a coworker of mine who me and him had a really, uh, we had connected through fighting games. It was just like, oh, you played. Mortal Kombat or I, I, I Street Fighter, whatever. We just instantly, that's how you just get cool, right? Uh, as soon as you recognize that, you're already dope. Uh, and we would be competitive with each other. And he, this is, you know, fucking the, the parry happened like 2004. X, the OG original Xbox is what he brought out with a fucking fat ass CRT because it's like 2000, like five, 2006 or some shit is when he showed it to me. Fat ass CRT out the back. By the way, I'm working at fucking Quiznos at this point, sandwich <laughs> shop of all places. And he's just bringing it out and he also modded. Like I, I was a lot, uh, very big into technology. One of the things I used to do a lot is just mod, you know, consoles. Never sell them, but I modded them. <clears throat> I plead the fifth. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the, 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 he brought out an Xbox that was preloaded with fucking... HBNC and stuff, Xbox Media Center, so you can like make it up basically a computer and all that. Shout outs to Mech Warrior and Agent Under Fire, all those games that had those exploits in it to, to make that happen. Custom firmware. And he just loaded up Moment 37 and he showed it to me. And I'm like supposed to be fucking cleaning and I'm just like watching. <laughs> and the the parry, don't get me wrong, was incredible. But the thing that actually blew me out of the water, because I had been it, this was like barely into college. Um, so I had just been playing games wherever I could and, you know, I was more single player games and such. I still played fighting games, but it was only with like my very local crew and or family members was the fucking hands and all the people that when that camera turned around and showed that to you, yep. that was the moment I was like, holy shit, other people play. What the fuck is going on here? And I realized there was a bigger community at hand that was bigger than my area bigger than my childhood because even in my childhood i remember going to arcades and it would be a crowd of people playing i'm like oh this is cool it's just like per place you'll always have maybe a little bit of crowd of people or something it didn't dawn on me until i saw that that this was like way greater than i could ever imagine that the amount of people and and stories that could be built from fighting games were there and that is honestly where i went and like just fucking went head deep and never came out sorry my eyes drowned like i was just like fighting games I'm about it. And that was like, so I like to ask people about those moment 37s because it's like, like you said, in some cases, it's definitely transcended like what it was. And to others, it, it could be, you know, a, a path to, to actually just see what in its very core, what fighting games could be, what on a competitive level, let me bring it back on a competitive level where you could still be on a disadvantage at no health and still find a way to win and create those moments. So that that for me is why 37 will always be like the for best sure. fucking clip to ever show anyone. And be like, you just want to see what it is that it's very raw. Like it was, you know, before it was streaming, it was literally just as gritty as it could be. Hand cam, shaky, whoever the fucking guy had it clearly, no stabilizer, no nothing. It was just blown out mic and a sea of people and something hype. 
And I, I just one other thing real quick. And then um, I think it was what, maybe like five years ago. It might've been longer. Uh, mm. uh, but um, Mark man released the alternate angle version of it, which was yes, like yes. Fucking incredible too, because his re-experiencing yes. it all over oh again. Oh my God. And, yeah. It was like, so fucking trip awesome. to watch. Yeah. Such a trip to watch. So, all right. So, once you know, bringing it back, 2009, you've done everything from cover that. Like, in your time at Twitch, have you been keeping, you've been able to see the scene flourish. Have have you been keeping, like, a solid pulse on the scene? Like, we've had Twitch rivals, obviously, happen with, like, just such events like like Marvel Twitch rivals. Oh, yeah. Like Maximilian and such. Oh, like, yeah. Have you, I've, and, and we've had plenty of people that are definitely in the scene, uh, are very great community people like uh like rick aka Hado, you know runs combo yep. breaker like he was working at twitch and yep. such uh uh now fucking heading evo and stuff so shout outs to rick um and among other people as well there's plenty i could name but like you know it doesn't mean that you know them all but uh you know how how tight were you and like kind of keeping an eye on that scene even though you've now kind of been developing uh, into this other I mean, career path uh, that... yeah i right and it the way that i sort of got closer to the fighting game community because in the same way, right? I think we all had that moment where our locals became regionals and regionals now mm -hmm. have become global. And it's way, yes. you know, like our ability to say, yeah, we can, you know, we can face off against people from all around the world. And it's just, it's it, like, that's all opened up. But for me, I was still kind of just a, a punk ass player, right? That kind of played mm -hmm. a lot of fighting games and ended up getting really into esports, which was more the StarCraft, the Counter-Strike, and yeah. the Quake. Um, but funnily enough, is that like uh, throughout esports, all these great players, a lot of them also played fighting games. So a lot of times we were playing, you know, we couldn't have PC setups in our hotel rooms. So what do we fucking have? We had like fighting game setups in our so there's a lot of fighting game that playing happened over the many esports years. But then you know, after devastation that you were showing and kind of getting into that and live on three, you know, fighting games, like the reason I did devastation with the crew the first time was because I was a selfish and I just wanted more fighting game competitions <laughs> to basically oh, start yeah. broadcasting. And I don't know if you guys remember this, but you go back and you fucking dig in the, the history books. The Cannon Brothers originally were not going to broadcast Evo. Because yes. they thought that it would cut into their DVD sales. And I was DVDs. like, Tony wow. and Tom Cannon, y'all are fucking crazy. Watch what we go do at Devastation. And so we were sort of the guys coming into all of it like, these guys, they fucking come in from Quake and they think they know what they're doing. But gee. And I was just like, hey, I love fighting games, so I'm just going to give it the same treatment I would give to any game that I think is fucking awesome competitively. Let's go. And uh, I don't know if you remember that, but then uh, East Coast, or uh, I think, yeah, yeah, East Coast Throwdown happened right around the same time. And yeah. then guess what happened? Evo was like, we're live streaming Evo. And everyone, was like, well, of course you are. You, yeah. and, and I love those guys. We're good friends. We talk all the time. But I, I remember that's how fickle it was back then. So the, to answer your question, that's all I wanted in on devastation and sort of watching Rick and all the other guys that, that contributed on, on Twitch side and all the TOs that brought all their shit. I mean like spooky and Wednesday night fights and mm -hmm. like, and this is, this is something that I watch uh, as much as I do my other favorite esports like quake and Dota and Starcraft two. Um, 
So it's it's great. Um, I absolutely kept up with it. I would say the thing I didn't keep up with, with that, that sucks is is playing as much. But it felt really good because I could still enjoy the competition, right? And that was, yeah. I, you know, it's just uh, uh, that was that was important to me. It it's still a trip because even you know don't 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 feel bad about not playing. There's plenty of people that still are in it and they just don't play, but they'll like yourself watch, keep up, and still be of that energy because it's like you just can't fucking get it anywhere else. Um, but this actually kind of brings us to our next topic, which is really cool. So. Back then, especially looking back then, how we, you know, we from our roots and how we started. And I say roots, and it's fucking oh nine, right? Like fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> and to to now, because oh niners are the fucking OGs now. Fucking right. crazy world. Uh, <laughs> what uh, has happened? Um, I know, I know, dude. Um, uh, to to now, like the support, right, and the growth of the esports kind of infrastructure for fighting games is one that has been. For one, I think it's it's grown exponentially like crazy, right? We have Capcom Cup, we have Tekken World Sword, we have Arc Reva, we have Combat League, we have developer support for these games now in their own circuits, which fucking awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Before it used to just be whoever had the setups and whoever could bring the setups, and it was like that was fucking it. Maybe you get a pop bonus if those a sponsor or something, right? From there to now, on the other side of that has always been like, and in, in terms of real esports, I'm talking about the esports that are fucking making the money. If you look at like, if you do a little research, just look at, you know, what is it? Fucking Dota 2, I think still holds us the, the highest fucking paid yep. out fucking esport out there. You know, fighting games, if you look at all of them right now, and I know this is like with a give or take, Smash is like somewhere around the, the 30s Melee, or something. Right? Street Fighter 5, Melee specifically, and that's like fucking yeah. 20 years worth of tournaments. So it's you know, a little <laughs> different there. Versus, you know, recently Street Fighter cracks almost the top 50, Street Fighter 5 specifically, uh, cracks like the top 50. We've been around longer than some esports, and yet yeah. they are still considered to be like in the kiddie pool of esports. Like, like, do you, I, it's not to say you're going to have the magic answer, but like, uh, like, do you see like where the correlation could be at there? Like, is it, you know, fighting games are supposed to be easy to, easy to, to start, but difficult to master, right? But some people would stay the other way. It's hard to pick up and also hard to master. Is that like what's potentially stopping, you know, some potential growth? This is a big can of worms potentially a, to, to open up, deep, but, to, but to keep it, you know, to keep it short, like, um, I, I, right. You think about what's, what's great about the fighting game community and, and no doubt about it. There's like, obviously a fire of competition that is matched across, right. You go to any community and there, that fire exists, but there's also a, there's also like a spirit that exists in the fighting game community, I think. And, uh, I would say that like that spirit has been, while some would say pretty stubborn, others would say very resilient. Right. And and one thing mm-hmm. that I think is true is that even as fighting games has grown to the levels that you're talking about, Crash, it's like maintained its identity. This is who mm-hmm. this is who we are. This is how we're going to kind of do these things. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I can't I can't let necessarily explain to you. Um, right. Like all of the reasons it could possibly be. But I think that actually is a big piece of it. Now, with that being said, we're about to see a pretty incredible like thing happen. Right. And that is, um, we've got street fighter six being announced to what looks like yes. pretty big fanfare. Uh, we've hopefully got tech at eight around the corner, which I hope I can like pick up vanilla <laughs> like everyone else. 
I'm pretty, it's trending uh, on Twitter, man. Trust, you're not the only one right uh, now. Like Street Fighter Six was fucking Tekken yeah, 8. Yeah, um, I, you know, King of Fighters, just a brand new. And then also we've got the Cannon Brothers uh, working on, right, this new Riot project. And so yes. I think, like, in one weird way, uh, uh, fighting games have always had a lead-by-example uh, success mm. story where someone will do something that will kind of change the game. And then like that changes the meta of everything. Right. And mm -hmm. that might include just like when live streaming started and then look at what happened with all the Wednesday night locals go getting broadcasted. And that led to like more competitions and more TOs wanted to do stuff. So that I have seen that grow. Like we've all watched that grow, but then you saw E-League kind of do their thing and it was kind of good, but it was also like kind of yeah. not great, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. but, but I do think that, then it gave other companies like the confidence to say, you know, we can try this. And Capcom did step up and Capcom definitely they they crawled and they they tried to walk and then they kind of stumbled a bit. But, you know, like Tripped I would say bit, they, yeah. they 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 they've kind of they're they're moving along. Uh, obviously, what you said with, with tech. So all of this tells me that it's inevitable, right? It's going to get mm -hmm. there like there's no other esport that has a legacy like fighting games. We were just talking about Ego Evo Moment 37, but we can go back even further. Like there is footage of Alex Valle fucking being a little yes. punk in front of a Street Fighter 2 cabinet. Right. Like that yeah. to me is unreal. Yep. Those matches do exist, some of them. And and I'm sure like many are sitting on a treasure trove, but we had the Smash Brothers documentary, which is just fucking incredible. Right. And yeah. and these things are gonna continue to build towards something great. Um I I think that the one thing that will help um, fighting games when it comes to like a grander scale of esports or just whatever you want to call it is like it's unity. It is mm -hmm. about about the the Street Fighter plays being like, yo, I respect you, King of Fighters, and the King of Fighters playing be like, yo, I respect you, Tekken, and get ready for this hot take. But all of you motherfuckers saying, oh, yo, melee players, I respect you, right? Like. There is something, and as someone who has been a part of many different communities, like I come from a place where I love it all because rising tides fucking raise all boats. And this is true Absolutely. and competitive, the space that we're into as well. So, you know, I'd rather not dwell on like why it's not as big as Dota 2 and dwell on all the things that I think are signs for why it's inevitable, maybe not 18 million dollars to a winner in a competition but i do think <laughs> that it has been getting better and that right like honestly i'm kind of excited about playstation and the whole evo relationship like, i i think they yes. understand what that that is and i don't think they're going to mm -hmm. squander it away so the the opportunity is there right i feel like we're going to see it yeah for sure i mean i i, I it, it's just such a hot topic for a lot because you know it, it's the other part about fighting games which only some other you know uh, uh like esports can kind of touch right because it's not like this isn't team based this isn't you know fucking <laughs> trios or anything it's like it is just a single person one person has to make that journey like maybe they might be assigned to a team that's like the extent of it but it's not like you know if i lose a match it isn't because my 80 carry fucked up or my or right, you know i right. didn't my it's not it's not like it's not like a it's not a team that it is just you so the reason why I bring it up is because I feel like a lot of these players that are putting in the work, that are taking in all the dubs, taking all the L's, and whether it be on the biggest stage here and they're 
fucking, you know, whatever, taking off their shirt with Punko and making him take off his fucking <laughs> shirt to get the hype going. Like, like the grind oh, is man. so tough that the reward is like not, not making careers as much as other esports, and that's why, like, I feel like there's like a bit of frustration that's coming from that, which is understandable, right? You're putting in work. You'd like to be you know, compensated for that work, whether well, it's your fucking uh, job, whether it's your hobby, you'd eventually like to see something grow out of it. For fighting yeah. game players, we're fucking, I guess, impatient as hell. Yeah. And we want to see, like, we see the Dota guys get fucking 18 mil or whatever, right, for the teams and all, and it's like, what are what are we lacking? Well, we have entertainment, we have, there's clearly a, a barrier to see who, you know, when you're good, you know you're good because your results will show. It's consistent ish, you know, random factor, you know, a random Joe Schmo might come out and smoke you all of a sudden that guy's got a freaking deal. It's it's happened before. <laughs> it's fucking happened yeah, before. Happen it's real. Yeah. It'll fucking happen again. Um but is that enough to 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 is that like that's what I'm saying. Like that well, that kind of work and that expectation is like what I feel drives that frustration to a lot of these players that obviously have a lot of passion, love for it, but it's like would love to see a return that is almost as equal to the work they put in. All right, let, 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 let me not bite my tongue here, but I got to fucking say, man, let's be fucking honest <laughs> here. We are trying to do the team shit. It's not working because there's, nobody wants to watch teams that are just fucking pre-made up randomly. It's just honest truth. Yeah. I don't want to watch it. I don't care for it. I care for it. It's like if I watch League of Legends. Am I watching it for just Faker? Yeah, probably. But guess what? I'm watching SKT1 now. Anytime I talk about Faker, it's because I'm talking about SKT1 being supporting him behind behind the scenes, right? So I'm always going to talk about SKT, SKT1. When I want to support a fighting game player, I don't really give a fuck about the, the honest truth. I don't care about the company. I just want to make sure that they're getting paid because I've, I've already been part of one yeah. where I've actually supported on the back end and watched how much money gets funneled into them and then nothing happens. It's just, oh, hey, just promote us, right? But is that really what you should be doing? I look back at Echo Fox. Echo Fox had probably the best fucking format. And it's so sad to see them go. But for them to invest money into the players and build something outside of just the scope of play the game, be great. Okay, maybe let's like build these weird teams and go out there and just conquer the whole FGC. That Nobody fucking cares about that. I, what yeah. I believe truly is what we're missing. And I've said this since day one. And I do agree with you. Uh, we, it's yeah, we do have to kind of all unite. But the biggest part starts with yes, we have to stop hating Smash players. That's the biggest one because it, that is always <laughs> going to be the riff. You hear it all the time. FGC, yeah, they're not part of the FGC. But, but truth, be, truth like you know, truthfully, it, it is this part where we're seeing the grassroots always fighting against the esports concept. And I, I say it all the time: grassroots isn't going anywhere. We have all this fucking shit cemented. Just go fucking make the money. Build outside of it. We cannot yep. stay inside this like little room for so long. We can't. Well, I think I love what you said about the individuality of, of fighting games because that's so unique too. Right? I mean, like most, even StarCraft is like teams, right? Even, even Quake is probably the closest thing to it where it's like, yeah, some of these mm -hmm. guys have teams, but it's like, it's... It's fucking Rafa versus Cooler. Like we are watching yeah. two legends playing. Everyone looks at it like that. And I, I think that, you know, fighting games has the same similar thing. And of any competition, that's where it needs to be embraced, right? Like, I mean, uh, some people have overcorrected on that and be like, great, we'll make everything like the UFC. It'll fucking, it'll be awesome. We're going to make it all like <laughs> yeah. wrestling. We don't need to do that. Like it, it's, it's like you're, it, 
trying to retain one thing, but then giving up just the spirit of watching a player fight through the brackets of a thing. That's what everyone wants to see. And that's what, that's what the, 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 you know, the legends and the stories are really made of. So I think the individuality of fighting games should be, you know, embraced maybe even more than it, than it is. But I think like you pointed out, Meza, it is also a double-edged sword because some pl- like players got to support themselves somehow. Like, it, it, you know, I mean, I hate to say it, but it, so, some of the best fighting game players just can't support themselves based off of their skills. Right. Cause of where, you know, availability of tournaments and especially the pandemic, like don't even get into that. But mm. um, in one way we need team sponsors, but like, I, I agree with you. That shouldn't dictate how events are run on any level. Don't yeah. let me get into events. I'll, I'll fucking start ripping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, just can't, I can't. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. Go check out Mets' uh, content on his YouTube. We want to see no, his dude, thoughts I, on that. Um, yeah, we talked about it. Like I said, I can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. We'll just save it for the banter on the next episode. Um, so so with that, actually, um, I kind of want to bring it back to really now, the, the times now, like the growth we have from 2009 till now. And I feel like we're now in kind of the precipice. You talked about it earlier. We like Street Fighter Six has been announced. We just had KOF 15 strive for Guilty Gear yeah. uh, and, um, and a bunch of other games. But here's the thing that what's been interesting over the past two years, like not to go into specifically a pandemic, but really, honestly, what went down over the past two years, I think is shaping, has definitely shaped for one, the priorities of developers for one, because, you know, now the rollback empire is real. No rollback, no fucking buy is like how it goes right now. Um that was the most aggressive fucking handshake I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> I, thought man, I thought my man was going to swing. I've seen this clip before, and I'm still like, he should have. I thought he was about to hit him. I should just watch oh, this last night. So Holy shit. Bro. I just thought about where this Oh, my from. God. It'd be like that. Um, yeah, you, you deserve that win. Uh, don't let me catch you outside. What? No, good win. Um, anyway, the last two years have definitely shaped things out for, for fighting games to the point now that all these new games that are coming out are, it's like no longer emphasize on the whole local play in person as much because or rather it needs to be it needs to be an option outside of that because it's been a big wake-up call they can't control who fucking knows how it's going to be in two years who knows how long it was going to last uh, it's something like this at this level happening again right like everyone suffered from it if i didn't get this no different right um like with the these new events that these new games that are coming out what do you think are like some of the 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 kind of check boxes that need to be in, especially like in projects like or excuse me, like games like you said, like Project L coming up because that was that one's under such a microscope for oh, a yeah. multitude of reasons. Oh yeah, the fact of the matter that you know no 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 shortage of uh, Riot obviously developing it alongside with the Cannon Brothers. They're bringing in incredible FGC people. Cannon Brothers aside, Clockwork uh, Marvel Legend there as he was previously a battle yeah. designer for fucking Battle for the Grid. Marlin Pie, Pat the Flip, known GG players and competitors and fucking just ph- philosophers of the game, like yeah. straight up just write dossiers on on concept of the fighting game scene. So we're getting good people in. We're about to unite what is potentially two communities that at first I was like, well, not just not me, but like the scene was like these League of Legend players, yo, they don't fucking know what's about to hit them. They don't know about the shit that we have to go through to play. Then when I actually sat down and was like, is that real? And through my years in broadcasting, I'm like, these League of Legends players will fucking grind and put themselves through just as much shit as sure. any real competitor, but just as much as us because they deal with matchups all the fucking time. They've got combos. They got to have yeah. situational awareness and reactions the same as us. I'm like, you know what? We have to be fucking scared because for every one team of them, of, of, of one person of us, it's five of them on a team. 
off the rip, just you know, yeah. and also because the game is fucking much more widely played, right, than than fighting games. But like with with the Project L, like you know, somewhere in the horizon, do you think it's it's gonna be that Street Fighter Four for like the next generation of fighting games? Do you see it like kind of setting itself up to kind of bring like the most modern of needs wants you know from an esports infrastructure standpoint i know it's a whole lot but like you know yeah just you know what your thoughts on are is really what we're looking for because it's it is really uh on top of pro players mind yeah they've been very vocal about like oh i'm gonna go in on that game i already know who to talk to we're gonna compete we're gonna just go all in the support right that's the biggest part the support will be there like how are you feeling um in in terms of that so i think i feel like there's two questions there one was like what do the fighting games need and then specifically uh project l Um, L after yeah so i you know one thing that is a weird way like pandemics have kind of fucked the event scene a little bit but it's also put such an emphasis on online play that finally Mm -hmm. it seems like the shit that everyone's been bitching about for the last 15 years is getting addressed. And I remember downloading GGPO and being Mm -hmm. like, holy shit, this is life-changing shit. Like, how is this even possible? It's magic in my computer. I don't get it. Um, And that was, uh, that was for me and roommates, that was amazing. That was great times. But um, anyway, right. With, with rollback net code and that kind of being a staple and finally, Uh, the voice of the fighting game community being heard like that's great and honestly i was really impressed to to see all these different fighting games with like tournament modes in them built into it right simulate Mm -hmm. to run in a bracket i think that's really good that can inspire someone to right go to a local and right fighting games are doing all the right things right now um i Mm -hmm. i I mean in a weird way I, i you know, the last bad fighting game was that fucking Nickelodeon All-Stars. Like, what? <laughs> that thing came and went. But it's got rollback. What do you mean? Real. Let's, everything. Let, let's just you, take this opportunity. We got WB coming up next. All I want to play people that are like, oh, too. this is it. This is the next one. It's going to end. <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh, anyway, so that's a that's a good track record for, for fighting games. Specifically with Riot's project, um, their mm. new project. Um, by the way, also a name to mention and all those great names you mentioned, Brad Justice. That guy was the head of marketing at Lego. He then went on to work at Roblox and I met him when he was at Roblox. And that guy is a fucking cool dude. Like I, I worked so hard for Roblox as Twitch just because Brad Justice was so sweet. (laughs) And when and he was involved with uh, the first project that the Cannon Brothers were um, in, involved uh, in, and, uh, Rising Thunder, or the yeah, other Rising one? Thunder, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and and so uh, anyway, also stellar dude. I've got a lot of faith in this team. What I think that this represents is Riot's doing something special, and that they are building. Everyone's about building universes right now. We got Marvel, we got Star Wars, we got right. Everyone's mm-hmm. building the fucking universe. But Riot's been building the League universe for a while. Like Arcane was a huge hit. I watched it. Oh, I yeah. loved it. I don't particularly like to play League of Legends, but I'm like, they they they're building something cool, right? So I they their strategy is sick. Like whatever ingredients they're putting into this pie, they're about to serve us all. It sounds mm. like all the right ingredients. But at the end of the day, like, let's be real until we eat the pie, it could taste like shit. It it might. We don't we don't know that. Right. So first off, I would suggest people not put all their eggs in one basket and treat it like they would any fighting game. Right. Put your time in, play it. Hope you like it. uh, And I hope it's amazing. 
And at that point, we see what happens. But this is a situation where let's say this blows up. Like, let's say it's huge. Um, it's big, right? It could get a lot of people to just try a fighting game for the first time mm-hmm. where they haven't necessarily been, ah, Tekken 8. Like, I haven't played the first seven. How am I going to fucking get any good at that one? <laughs> yeah. um, so that's oftentimes in the history of esports really, really good when something like that happens. And so, uh, right, if if that's successful, you know what it's going to do? It's going to get more people interested in Street Fighter. It's going to be more people interested in like playing Melee or Tekken or King of Fighters or Guilty Gear or fucking whatever the fuck. And that's awesome. So this is kind of the first time where, you know, Street Fighter has a legacy. Mortal, uh, so many games in the fighting game space have a legacy. But mm-hmm. I think what they're dealing with is they're dealing with like this insanely huge audience that will probably just play the game because it's the League of Legends IP. And that's mm. going to be a good thing for the fighting games. I mean, I mean they, they are Dragon still... That, that happened a lot yeah, with Dragon Ball. True that. that's right big, now, in, Dragon in, in Ball this, currently... Uh, sorry, not to cut you off, but I think between uh, Brawlhalla and other IPs, I think Dragon Ball has like the most concurrent fucking Steam players at once, which is like 40,000, 50,000 plus. That was just on the strength of the IP alone that was just day one this is how it hit hit the ground running right yeah but it, it, even chat said it helps when it, it when a game is really good and that is yes. right do we have we seen incredible teams make bad games yes sure. we have i'm not saying this game mm-hmm. is going to be bad but I, I right like i i in fact i think it's going to be pretty good i expect it to be but we don't know right we won't know until yeah, we, we, we play it um, but everything we've seen, like it's super interesting, kind of good. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. It, it's set up for success, that's for sure. Uh, even I covered it. I was like, it's hard to say I can't want to not play. Like I love League. Don't get me wrong, and I quit it for a good reason. It's fucking bad for you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> like, it's very bad for you. For the soul, you know. I appreciate everybody who plays it, but I, I've talk to a lot of those people from the scene i've watched a lot of those people from this from that scene and i do agree they're a fucking threat and i think they'll bring something that maybe we are missing uh as a for audience wise right you know the viewership we're not we're players that maybe looking back we couldn't really connect like when echo fox and i bring them up again because when they brought in julio uh, to kind of be less of that street fighter ken player he became more of that like face of of like the FGC a little bit and we kind of started liking him more and I started seeing audiences outside of the FGC talking about him and wanting to be a part of that. So I think having these League of Legends players really integrate themselves and I've even asked gone to like, you know, high stream, C9 high stream originally and I said, "Hey, are you interested?" He's like, "Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a fighting game. I played fighting games, but maybe I'll give it a try." And that's all it takes, right? You know, them just yeah. reaching out to give it a try, let their audience see it and it's it's all there from all there it's up yeah. So. Uh, yeah so there's one other angle that we got to talk about right and that is the way that riot runs their esports mm-hmm. so the reason this is important to bring up is that you know fighting games is rooted in the grassroots right the community <sighs> they build that and like i don't know how riot is going to approach that right i guarantee you that the cannon brothers are in their ears saying listen you got to be okay with people <laughs> just being like we're running a fucking tournament over here yep. at this place because yep. that's what we do 
Um, and if they go against that, it is going to be like sit oh, back and grab goodness. the popcorn. The fireworks are going to go off and we're all going to yeah. watch them. It's going to be nasty. And so I yeah. don't, you know, I have faith. I have faith because I do think yes. Riot, I've worked with them a lot in the past. I've seen them evolve as a, you know, competitive gaming company too, because they're a games company, but they're an esports company too. And they've evolved a lot. They've mm -hmm. learned a lot. They, there was a time where they were like, hey, League of Legends commentators, you can't play any other game than League of Legends on your stream. Yep. And they were like, exactly. the fuck you talking about, <laughs> right? And like, and, and, could you imagine if they told, right, Sonic the Fox, players. like, you can't oh, play God. if you're going to you be in this NBC. league. It's just, <laughs> that would go, but I, again, I don't, it, it, like, this. There's, that would be such that would be such a misstep. Their fucking shins would blow out of their legs and end up in the fucking movie. Yeah, like, yeah. To be honest, like it, 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 there's no way, what? like you said, the Cannon Brothers aren't just yelling at them and everything. Like, hey, by the way, well, just ending it every uh, meeting. Like, hey, by the way, by the way, I've, you should probably. Maybe, I've been in possibly. a lot of situations I was gonna say, where I'm like, you <laughs> yeah, know, this sorry. is pretty fucking crystal clear here. Like, what needs yeah. to be done? So you know, I, and and with that being said, it's something important to say, right? Because this will come out in the foreseeable future. And if this mm. is the future that it ends up being that like Riot, you guys, like and myself included, we can't blame the Cannon Brothers because you know that they're no, telling no. them the right thing. Like, yes, you know, absolutely. that they're like, listen, you need to let everyone run every tournament they want to and run this big shit and figure out how to feed yeah. into it and figure out how to make this a far team. Yes. That's going to need to be a, a, a aspect yeah. of the success. I I, I think honestly, uh, something that we already t kind of do now, and and honestly, and developers in fighting games have done it now with all their circuits, all their circuits, is that they do have that they allow that access to the grassroots, whether it's NEC, Winter Brawl, ECT. They could be a Capcom stop. It's a win. It's allowing it for one, it emphasizes players to come out, which yep. is great for the TOs, right? Bring up attendance, but then two, it feeds into that circuit that is the greater circuit, and you naturally get the competition built up for you. By without you having to do anything, you just slap on the official like this is Capcom, this is fucking Tekken World Tour stuff, yeah. and you'll get this many points because 256 people came up. You don't even have to win the damn tournament. You could still get like top 32, and it'll be the equivalent of winning a tournament for a 128 tournament, right? A, a 128 man tournament. Like, like there's just that's why I say like it would be hard a hard misstep because it's it goes against such a fundamental aspect of what fighting games are. Exactly. But then on the other side, like you said, we you could fucking kick and scream in a meeting and tell these people like you're fucking wrong, but you know, fucking it's about this, it's about maybe the profits, it's about whatever the fuck their plan is at the end of the day. But I have like yourself, I have a lot of faith in the team, especially as they were picking up some of these notable names. Not only just because they were competitors or they have a keen eye for the design to make it a good game, but because that that team creates that voice. Yeah. To to hopefully Yep. Fucking knock as much wood as I can to be fucking heard. Yeah, you know yeah. I, you know I love playing devil's advocate, right? And <laughs> you know I'm going to go on. Yeah, go for it. I mean, look, let's be honest here. We have a lot of invitationals. That's a big thing that's been happening. You know, you look mm. at Red Bull Kumite. That's been the hot thing, right? I don't have access to Red Bull Kumite. I have access to watch it, but I can't be a part of it unless I'm playing and competing, right? <clears throat> and even mm. still, I may not get picked. Mm. I don't particularly want to say that. Grassroots is going to stay. And I'm going to say this because Riot has had a formula that's pretty damn good. It has. If you have teams buy in and buy in their players, guess what? Now it becomes invitational again, right? And guess what? Now you have a big showcase. Now you can control the players. You can control all the outcome of how you want to 
edit and reconstruct the game based around more of the competitive scene, less around the casual. We've seen that happen with League of Legends a lot. And it, it just it is very bad and good at the same time because now it funnels everything into one thing. I'm kind of scared for it. I, I like what they do, but that's for other games. Yes, I want grassroots to stay partially, partially. But I do want to, I want to have the accessibility to be able to go, oh, I want to go to my local. I want to go to my tournament, uh, big tournament around the corner and, and still yeah. compete in that and then be, have an opportunity to play in this big invitational. But do I think they're going to do that? It's a high possibility they may not. And I say high possibility because they have a formula that works. Why not just keep it going? I, Why not apply as well? It's um, kind of that's a it's kind of rough. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of truth there. Um, and you know, I I look at how they've handled like Valorant and League together, mm. and they have kind of said, "Listen, we're going to treat these as two different games." And who knows, there might be a world where they bring all five of these together some for some like almost world right, cyber games esque giant comp yeah. at some point. Um, but I, I, you know, I honestly like grassroots ruined overwatch. So, or like the lack of it ruined overwatch yes. so much that mm. I just, I think that riot will depend very strongly on their own efforts, but I do kind of think in my gut that they're going to let, they're going to kind of let this go a little bit and and see see what happens. I mean, one thing we got to remind ourselves is that League had a grassroots scene way yep. before like the esports got its hold in it, right? And they they respect and understand the fact that it was the TSMs and uh that were kind of running things not only as a team but also as like a resource, right? That's where people went to get their league information and I I used the first spectator mod for League of Legends back in like 2009 at WCG and it was dog shit. It was terrible. No one knew what Imagine. they were doing. There were still like <laughs> rule things, right? Like it was just kind of best teams win. So the one thing I hope that uh they that like I would like to see grassroots change in a way that is, I really do believe that when this game comes out, there's going to be some incredible genius, like 12 year old who's just going to be like, I love league. I'm going to start playing this game. And we're going to find out that he is the next fucking Justin. Like he is a fighting game prodigy. How easy is it going to be for that person to, to make to it right? That. Like that is the yeah. type of platform that I would want to create for a game that I think is going to hit a mass audience. Like, how do we let them and Fortnite is like the kind of example where you can't, they, they did at least do a couple things, right? Where they got a random kid who's really fucking good at the game and just grind it out. Like they raised to the top. So I'd personally like to see riot go that way. And I feel like, they have to promote grassroots in order for that to happen. But you yeah, make like great absolutely. points. Like I would hate to see what you, you know, that, that <laughs> scenario where there's no grassroots. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, this is why I have to do it. <laughs> yeah. of course, <laughs> man. Yeah. For me on the other side of it, only because I've seen the side of uh, when it came to Valorant, um, because I produced a lot of the VCT stuff very, very early on um, where I was before uh, and developed a lot of the stuff with Riot with it, with them. And they definitely, you know, because Valorant is fucking just next CS, right? That's that was uh, there's it's not a fucking secret unless you're like really oblivious, you don't know that. Um, Valorant took so many cues from the CS scene, and you know applied the riot, you know, magic to it, and developed it to what it was. Mm -hmm. They 
are still they the good thing is that they did allow it like you know any tournament knights can are creating tournaments of sakura cups there's all female uh valorant events popping up like you can you you have to go through some tape with them to to approve it and such still but the extent isn't that crazy you could still just run a joe blow whatever tournament and you know run it on your custom lobby and you're good took some time to get it to the fucking where it is now but you know they they definitely sped it up but they the one side of, of, of it that i'm really wondering about because this is just me looking at it as broadcast production because the viewer experience the viewing experience at times is also not even at times most of the time is just as important right mm -hmm. like the view the people that you're sending it out to to watch this how are you able to bring you know develop the tools to let them visually see you know information like in it's different for each game in fucking valorant it's like eco right who's got what yeah. money yeah. alt guns league of legends items baron whatever right all that information you need to have they they have had a history in my experience with them to locking that side of it down and luckily for fighting games you know there's not much you have to really put on there life bar meter right. Maybe a whatever other fucking mechanic they decide to put on an ultra, a, a, a rage, whatever. Cool down. That's really it. Cool down. Oh well, in this case, with with which we don't fucking know yet, right? In terms of Rising Thunder, yeah, we had cooldowns, but Grand Blue did it too, and it's worked right. out pretty well. Uh, but for for uh, Project L, where you know it's a little bit more simplified, my question is like, I'm what I'm hoping for, and at least on the production side, is that they are going to bolster. The things that a lot of these other esports, when you're trying to take it to like a very analytical level, would be available. Uh, numbers of DPs landed to percentage on a player. So you can help create these profiles for said players over whatever circuit it could be. Or it could be something accessible that it could be something that, you know, this is the circuit from fucking the Northeast. And these are the players. And this is all the info. These are the likely yeah. picks that they pick. The teams, the 2v2 teams they pick. Uh, against this player, they most likely pick this. Like what I'm hoping is that they'll be open right. to that because that will help bolster and make that information well known to people versus having to just ask somebody. Yeah, I right? God, like I wish that every goddamn game developer out there would just open things up. Honestly, every game that that does, it's just it's incredible the resources that mm. people make as a as a result of it. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I grew up in an era playing Quake and Counter-Strike and StarCraft where, mm. like, there was so much fucking data that they gave us that yeah. we had your the percentage <laughs> of how many times yep. you fucking sucked at this or, like, your like your lifetime percentage of your rail gun and CS gun, stats uh, are just, like, you know, off the... So yeah, I, I agree, right? Um, not uh, Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's, like, a plea to every developer out there to just, like, yeah. let us have it, right? Like, the people show yeah. you what they'll do with the data if you make it Ex available. Exactly. Fucking Valorant didn't have a HUD, custom HUD. They had fucking oh, machine learning. Yeah. They had, they had literally a machine. This is what we had to do. We had to put an observing machine slot set to look at a fucking black wall and have tab open so it could visually see the data and kind of somehow send it to us so we could have something that didn't look like the regular HUD because that shit. I got stories for days on that. But Jeez, yeah, like, I'm hoping yeah. I'm hoping they learn. I'm hoping they learn, <laughs> yeah. like, especially coming from that. They, they, they could because they have the avenues. They already now have games under their belt developing these tools and they have the experience it's a matter of oh like yeah fighting the, games in this position they they're in the position to be able to apply those, here that has never been applied before the at least the esports teams work pretty closely with the, the game developer teams right they they have to especially if you're building the company like you're building so they they still got play ways they can improve just like you you mm -hmm. mentioned it 
uh, leagues come a long way in that regard. And that was partially because they had to make mm. all sorts of things yeah. to, to make it, you know, TV ready and certainly, you know, what they gave to other uh, countries as well. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's a wait and see. But I completely agree with you. So so one one quick thing to, to kind of wrap up kind of this talk on L or um, only because this kind of could work. You know, Street Fighter six got announced. A lot of people, obviously, we got that fucking TikTok of a trailer. 30 seconds of like <laughs> nothing. But uh uh, and and a logo that was not even designed by them. I don't know if you've seen that, but come to find out, their logo is literally an Adobe asset that's like fucking eighty bucks. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we'll show it later. Fucking hilarious. Um. Uh. But the idea that Street Fighter Six is gonna be the the next. It's gonna be the new generation. It's gonna be the start of it. Uh, a start of a new generation of of characters that they want to build and new producers that are on it, right? Like Yoshiori Ono is no longer part of Street Fighter, right? He's, he he jumped out uh, yeah. I think like a year or two ago, um, and you know, so now new ideas could be applied, right? New modern, fresh ideas that maybe this these newer producers could are in a new team, whoever's uh, going for Street Fighter Six. I'm thinking about that alongside Project L because one big thing that people asked or wondered about Project L giving Riot's history, but then also thinking about what Capcom could possibly do is the idea of accessibility and having the game available for all for anyone that wants to pick it up, the idea of a free-to-play fighting game. Even though it's not the first time it's been done. I want to be very fucking clear. It's not the first time free-to-play has been a thing. KI previously did that as well. Uh, mm. The 2013 KR or whichever. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, uh, but, DOA, but applying a free-to-play concept for... Uh, and DOA too, excuse me. Thank yeah, you for just correct. DOA had like specific characters. Um, do you think that could apply in modern fighting games? Um, the only reason I say that is because Riot, you know, they could throw a free to, free to play, but where's the fucking money coming from? Is obviously the fucking skins and 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 those microtransactions they're building there. Is that something they could apply here? Since they are building a universe of these characters, that you know you could not. I don't want to say oh, just copy paste these skins to yeah. here. Yes, they could take the popular skins and fucking write them shits up. And, oh, five ninety nine. I'm in there. Do that a hundred a hundred times, and you know do the napkin math right is that something that is only reserved to them or do you think that could be applied to other fighting games to help I, listen, do that free to play games are the fucking bomb right i play clash royale and i pay money in that <laughs> fucking game i'm level 14 i got level 14 everything i've been playing that game for five years uh path of exile to all that the mom shit's playing free to Candy play Crush. You know what? I like everything you buy in that game is either cosmetic or it's like quality of life improvements. Like, hey, I can, you know, I can I can have these stash tabs and shit, right? Um mm -hmm. I I mean, it first off, it would be shocking if uh if uh Project L didn't go that way just because that's mm. Riot's model, right? Figuring out how yeah. to um how to to monetize in game and do a pretty good job at it battle pass like that absolutely should you know like I, a lot of us grinding fighting games anyway like yeah mm -hmm. i'll pay five dollars for a battle pass yep. if i get to fucking put the, <laughs> you know a, a rubber duck on my fucking fighter's head i don't know but um i mean it would be sick if they actually made it not that dumb shit like rubber ducks on and like some yeah. really <laughs> awesome stuff but yeah, I think there's a huge opportunity for it. And guess what? Your game free to play. You're just going to have more people playing it. It is like a scientific mm -hmm. yep. data proven yep. fact that more people will download something if it costs them nothing. And 
And if they love it, they're probably going to spend some money on it, right? Because then the mentality becomes, well, I pay $60 for this game that I fucking played two hours for. Like, if I spend $60 in that game, I've done just the same thing and gotten as much enjoyment. So absolutely, in fact, I would love to see Street Fighter VI go this model. Um, I don't know that it can work with every fighting game. I think it could mm-hmm. with with Street Fighter VI. I think it definitely could with Project L because you're also tapping into the community who's used to doing that. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, the character thing, right, is also a possibility. Here's your eight. Just like, you know, we're going back to Street yeah. Fighter 2 days. Street here's Fighter your two. fucking, yeah, yeah. here's your challengers. Classic. Boom. And then here are the 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 12 other boxes that, and the eight will rotate unless you buy them, whatever that might be. Yeah, try it out, right? I think experimentation is good, but more people will play the game. And that's probably one of the most important things that you could possibly ask for. Along uh, with I, I've always, online play. I, I've always been a <laughs> fan back, of please. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been a fan of uh what Riot does when they, they make us like kind of play the game long enough to the point where I have to play the game when a new character comes out and instead of just paying for them, I could earn them. Now, granted, earning them takes a hell of a lot longer, but I mean if you have your twelve like you said, you have your twelve year old genius, he's gonna play to earn all those characters. Do do we go yeah, that not the route, right fucking though. time, right? Just yeah. schooling that. <laughs> and I think for the people who do have the money, obviously this is your investment, right? Now now you're paying the quote unquote close to sixty dollars. I, I think free to play is perfectly fine. I play a lot of free to play games too as well. So for me, I spent probably more money on league cosmetics than earning the characters. I, I've played to earn the characters and then paid to 100%. get what I want for them. So I think now, this I, I can see this method working. I don't and I agree. Making it for every game does definitely does not work. I don't want to play a lot of the old school games and think about okay, what if I played them for hours to earn the characters? There's certain characters I just want to fucking play. I mean, like, yeah. just to be honest. But I know going into League, a lot of these people know the characters; they're familiar. And plus, if there's a story mode that allows you to maybe unlock some of the characters, maybe like one or two, and then you know they built a system. And I've always talked about it. I feel there's not enough content in the story side besides like Mortal Kombat that actually gives you enough. I think Grand Blue tried that and it kind of worked, but North America is very weird about playing story content uh when it comes to that. Yeah. But and now if it's free too, to play right? big on the West. Meza, do you care? If it's free to play, like if there's no story, if it's like here free to play, like ranked mode all day. Just fucking all day. Mm-hmm. Well uh, maybe I, there's some training or a tutorial that's in in the story, but right, like I don't like that because mm. I feel like for those who don't compete and don't want to play against other people that maybe want to play with fr- not even just play with friends but play by themselves because maybe they don't have a you know a brother a sister or friends sure. no friends to people who don't but you know there are some people who prefer to just get that story experience or to just play something for a moment and not have to worry about oh I got to play against another human being to accomplish. Can something. I give you my hot take? I think that makes people quit fighting games when they go online after that and get fucking bodied because they picked up a bunch of shitty habits playing story (laughs) mode. Yeah, don't go on fucking line. Yeah, (laughs) it's on the game shock of sorts. (laughs) No, I no, that makes sense. I mean, I'm sure. Like, so I look. I got some friends that they are fucking real bad, but they love that Mortal Kombat destroy. They'll play that, and they'll just spam the same shit over and over to get to the story. And they're like, "Yeah, I'll play some online." like fuck this noise like i'm out <laughs> yeah. I, now, if there would be a way 
to make them a better player in the story mode, then I'm like all for this. But I also truly do believe that sometimes that shit makes people fucking lazy. And like they just then they that you know but that's the that's that's the point of the computer reading your inputs right like yo like i can't fucking beat this guy yeah. he's supposed to hammer it in like you gotta try you gotta try really fucking hard if you really want to i mean beat i'll this. tell you what you remember playing like street fighter 2 on the yeah. fucking SNES on the super nintendo <laughs> and you bumped that shit up to difficulty nine and you had to learn the all the cheese to yep. beat bison like fucking, it yeah, otherwise yep. you were never beating that motherfucker and i swear <laughs> to god that was like one of the best competitive training mode because it's like you had to learn how to play dirty you literally had to learn how to play to win in order to beat yep. that shit uh and yep. now it's like oh hey katana yeah like we ha- we're connected somehow cool like i threw eight fans at you and now advance <laughs> yeah. the story great <laughs> uh well that you know what's funny i think they do that in story where what's become more prevalent at least I, this is why i'm a big fan of nrs's is because they make you play different characters mm. they force you to play different characters that you know it comes full circle to whatever the fuck the story is you start with luke kang you might end with luke kang but the the goal of it is to to expose you to it all because maybe you know for one that that kind of solves a different problem of like figuring out the character you like or the play style you like even uh but it it lets you already inherently learn about all these other characters that you may encounter online yeah so he's like oh yeah katana has this fucking move that span you know fan spins me in the air and it's a free shot like make sure you know okay i'm about to fight a katana let me remember that so I don't jump in on her or something like that, right? Like that's a big, big, big fan yeah. of uh, of the way NRS has tackled some I, of these. I would say, now looking at it though, I would say if we didn't have a story mode, there has to be some type of tutorial. Like I know fighting game players yeah. praise Undernight games like that that have a really intricate uh, tutorial. I don't want a tutorial like that for I would say newer players. I will want something in the in between where the game is still teaching you. But yeah. it's putting up scenarios for you instead of it just being, all right, this is how you do this combo. Okay, this is what this mechanic does. And, it, and you're reading so much more than you're actually doing. So I've seen that yeah, a lot. And true, I, I would true. like more interactive tutorial. If we're going to go the free route, have a I more interactive that, tutorial. I feel that Melty actually kind of did it well, the recent one. They did it a little bit more intricate than, uh, than Undernight did. I don't remember exactly because it's on PS4 and I'd rather play on PC, but uh, I don't exactly <laughs> remember it right now. However, um, oh, I forgot I, I forgot where I was going to go, but uh, I don't know. You guys had some... I, I just had it and it was I'll, gone. Well, you know what? Because you said PC. Oh, this sorry. is actually a very interesting thing. I wanted to... Oh, there you go. Segways, like, my this bad. This is the other kind of precipice that we're kind of at, in my opinion, because... You know, historically with other esports in the past, right, when you're talking about, yes, we need the sponsors and we need people, you know, to, to support these events and how are avenues that you support, right? You got your fucking NVIDIAs, AMDs, whoever that will like put the brand on there because their PCs power it, right? Like, yeah. and that's already kind of a limited amount. Keyboards, fucking your, 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 your monitor, the fucking, I don't know, all in one PCI by power, whatever, like will fucking come in and, 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 and put in some money in, but you have the branding and all that. Fighting games. Is even more minute because you know it was either fucking arcade or when we actually translated to competitive, it was fucking consoles, right? And it's like controller. We got what controller, headphones, joysticks, fucking hitboxes. Now, obviously, you know we've got a, a bunch of various controllers that's just still laying there, and 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 maybe I don't know, soft drinks and shit, right? It's, it hasn't really been a diverse amount of sponsors to pull in, and this argument that has gone 
out before was, well, we're not on PC, so we don't have access to your Alienwares, your fucking NVIDIAs right. to, to push in and XYZ, XYZ. Now, with things like, you know, how intricate the community has been with things like input lag on various versions of the game, like, you know, quite recently, KOF 15, it fucking plays, actually, in terms of competitiveness, this is still on the competitive side, so, you know, if you play KOF 15 on the console, fucking having fun, dude, like, do you. With no All love there. But on a competitive scene, if you're trying to play it at the competitive level, the most optimal way possible, it's on PC right now. And that goes with a lot of other games, whether it was yeah, Netplay. It like, if you're playing, I'm going to tell you right now, we, if you're still playing Tekken on fucking console, which I don't think you are. Nah, like, PC you're playing on PC? PC, because guess what? The fucking Netplay is better on oh, yeah. PC. So yeah. you're, oh, you're yep. giving yourself a better opportunity. Yeah. So what I want to bring up, honestly, is, is that idea of fighting games moving away from console to PC. The counter argument has been in the past, like, well, TOs have to now shell out x amount of money right or you know consistency for competitive integrity right you can't have fucking like you know here's a laptop setup but then here's a desktop setup right, running the same sure. game right like that's no. a, that on a competitive integrity level just is not gonna fucking fly like it'll be a joke it'll be a meme in itself it's just fucking hilarious you better sponsors so, things like things like steam deck is being looked at as like oh that's the answer that's the low cost fucking you know way the fgc is gonna gateway into pc do you do you honestly think a shift in that dynamic would would affect us to 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 progress like it's, in terms of uh, the yeah, ability to, to grow sponsors and all? This is like a really weird one because I think the yeah. I mean I, look I even all the way back I remember trying to play Street Fighter Four on PC and like wanting it to work so bad and games from Windows <laughs> sucked and games then like from Windows bro oh my god dude <laughs> and the number of times I had to like reload my system just to get Street Fighter Four to work it was just so stupid. Uh, uh, We've come but, a long way. Uh, We've come a long way, right? Big, big thing. So obviously the consoles represent accessibility, right? In Absolutely. terms of like how many, what is the, the total ceiling of this audience? And I think adding mm -hmm. PC to that, that's like the best case scenario that any game can be in, right? Um, maybe being on the Switch is like the, the, you get on all four of them and you got pretty damn good coverage, yeah. right? Um, yeah. So like, but... uh. I mean, I'm not surprised about the performance aspect of it, right? I mean, PCs are still the sort of creme de la creme of like getting the best performance. You're not going to have frame lag. You're not going to have anything like that. You're going to be able to handle two inputs. You can plug eight things into there, whatever. You could capture it really easy, all this shit. Um, that's all great. But like what you, what you do mention is that you can't expect every grassroots TO to be like, sweet, let me get my hands on like 30 mm. PCs and all the monitors that mm -hmm. go with that. For like the larger, the ESLs, the Dream Hacks, the the Dream League, right? For all of these sort of other esport, that's pretty easy for them to adopt fighting games. Actually, they've already got a lot of that gear. They've got the sponsorships with Intel and all that shit. So that's something that's going on. Maybe the the right Project L would help move that into the right direction as well, where um, you know. There could be a world also, I know this is going to be weird uh, because, right, it's PlayStation, but there could be a world where an Evo could still run on PCs, mm. even though, right, there's a relationship there with attached. PlayStation. Yep. If there's some exclusivity there, whatever, PlayStation has made, uh, uh, they've made mention that, 
you know, they, they want to make the move into the PC and they need to, because they know that Microsoft's kind of eating their lunch there. And you know, they are, <laughs> I love PlayStation. I'm a huge fanboy. Um, but it, you know, I, I think it's going to be, uh, it's just going to be a tough conversion. I, it's just going to take a while because you mm. can't expect that every grassroots company or group TO is going to, is going to do that. Um, even though that might be where the best competition is. I think at the end of the day, as long as you can deliver an experience where like, if I play on PC and then go to my buddy's house, he's got a PlayStation and it's not any different. That's, that's the, the Holy grail right there. Right. Yeah. So it wouldn't matter. Like I, I love a world where I have no idea what I'm playing on. Like, like all you guys that think there's some sort of small, like if it, if it actually can be proven to be the same across the board, I don't need to see what I'm plugging this thing into. Like, you know, yeah, that would be the, the dream. Point, that's all. That'd just be the dream. Player I mean, two right here. Button config yeah. and we're going. Yeah. I mean, right. So yeah. I, actually, something I, I power meant to bring okay. up earlier was um about Halo, actually. Just going back to a bit of the free-to-play. Halo being free-to-play actually helped me to get back into it mm. uh, just for multiplayer because I wasn't even into story. And I was like, Same. this feels nostalgic to me and I'm getting into it. I don't even care much about the story. No Cortana. I'm I'm good. So, like, <laughs> so I really liked how it was going. Um. So I, me and Dre, uh, Crash Tag have played a lot there. So um, that's something that I just wanted to uh, sort of hearken on to. But uh, yeah, I remembered my point. I wanted to make that there. Sorry. Where were we? <laughs> Bring it, bringing it back. Yeah, bringing that's it right. back. <laughs> Appreciate it. There you go. But yeah, so that I'm, I'm honestly a big advocate for it because, you know, on top of the fucking sponsorship thing, it's we've gotten so much development on things like driver support for controllers. Because that was the next big thing was, like you said, like plugging it. Because like, there's a multitude of fucking controllers now. You know, just as they are a multitude of keyboards, but all keyboards show up as a keyboard. Fucking right. not all these boards on joysticks like uh, attach co- the, the same. They're different mm-hmm. boards. This is a fucking Brooks. Maybe I don't even have a board. I just have a fucking converter at the end, so it looks like an Xbox pad or something, right? It's a, pretty much the norm. Very different from back then. You can even recall like a SoCal event. There was a Wednesday night fights that was actually I think it was 2015 Wednesday night fights. Alienware sponsored it, and it was for Street Fighter Four, and they ran everything on pc and it was a fucking nightmare um because because it just like it was it was just so the idea of it was just so new uh but now like i said fucking you know the past two years have just besides fucking changing the world as we know it um it affected the the fighting game scene not only because of the locals but then opened us up because more people were gaming are now gaming because of it right yeah. more people were home more people picked up pcs yep. so now that argument of like i don't have one is like well it kind of has changed like the, the ratios are fucking changing here and if you know it gets to a certain percentage like is it now that you know maybe not your grassroots like you said are going to be the ones that get to maybe start you know running things on pc until maybe a, a solution like i.e steam decks and stuff right, like what, right. you know it's, it's getting the fighting game scene like super up and up right uh versus going to your majors and not just like your intels or or, or, or whatever your dream hacks or anything but even like the bigger tos like your combo breakers your fucking ceos and eventually evil and stuff can start being the ones like you said kind of a they did it right and eventually it will trickle down to then become the norm for everyone else yeah. as much as i like uh, I was just gonna say real quick. As much as I like forcing us onto PC, because that's I've always talked about that. There's no reason to be playing on console anymore. It's time for PC. Just move on. But um, the problem I see ultimately with this, and it will always happen, because we've seen it happen with uh, some competitive games that are actually on PC. Like I've seen it happen with just League of Legends alone, where you'll have Korea is playing on a different patch than like 
Europe or North America. And then they all come together and they go, okay, well, we have to roll it back to this previous patch. And I kind of see PC and console like that right now for fighting games where you have, you know, some of these people are playing on like six frames of lag on, you know, on console. And then some of these people are playing, you know, four frames or three frames of lag on PC. And now they're like, okay, well, what do we do? Well, all right, we're going to go with whatever is cheaper, right? So now everybody has to convert back over. And then when they get back home, they have to convert right back over again. And I think once we can just settle this, like, I'll be honest, this is fucking stupid. But once we could just settle this and just tell everybody be on one thing. And as much as I want to say, yes, it's fine. Just weed out the fucking weak TOs who can't afford it or can't rent it. Yeah, I could say that. But that means the cost of tournaments will go up and people will stop attending. And we kind of already see that now. And we don't we are not on PCs. So it's kind of hard to. It's fucking weird, man. I'm sorry. That's the best way to kind of justify the change. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. I want the change, but I can't. I can't give it reason, yeah. especially after I've said tournaments have gone up in price and it's fucking stupid. So <laughs> yeah, it's a difficult you, balance you have, for sure. Oh, it really is. You do have some, I believe. Uh, come upcoming. I think it's next week. Uh, Winter Brawl is having Winter Brawl 3D. Um, the DOA community. They. Uh, what's his name? Matt Ponton, he does bring those PCs for DOA almost every tournament for the past, I think, five well, that's years from Team since it all come out. That's from Team Ninja. Team Ninja, Team Ninja, Team Ninja okay. su- yeah. has supported them since they started their world tour. Yeah. They've actually been bringing the PCs for them, and they've actually been yeah. setting it, having people set it up. So that's the only way that's oh. worked, but I don't think companies are going to invest in that yeah. unless they have the money for it and have the purpose, right? So if they're already putting up, let's say, 100 thousand dollars for the big tournament and every tournament leading up to that is like five grand they're like well we got to shell out pc money too what are we getting back so that's kind of the biggest problem so dre i wanted to also bring up you said um well for online obviously i think pc is the way to go uh for online tournaments competition and you said that you noticed the weekend that dbfz was on parsec I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, it's instances <laughs> like that. So Dragon Ball had their, uh, or Bandai Namco had their battle hour over the past week, and um, they had an exhibition where you know they had to cancel the world tour. Clearly, they couldn't. Yeah. They 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 went on the side of safety, which I will always be fucking for. I'd rather them, uh, you know, prioritize the safety of their players, their crew, everyone that's involved in these events. Fucking, you know, go online, whatever, dude. We'll watch. Um, but they actually, there's a fun little thing, is that they actually ended up playing the game on PC because they had fucking Parsec enabled on the top left <laughs> when they've historically have been pushing for console the whole time. Mm. Uh, that's just a, It was just something like to kind of show like, you know, the, the, the strengths of PC, PS, the net plays could be a little bit more control because, you know, you're fucking yeah. closed in on a console box, right? I can't run Parsec on fucking a PlayStation and try to connect to a, a PC that is like within the same distance so we can have similar pings so we can once again keep that competitive integrity yeah. at at the highest it possibly can be right um yeah. yeah companies are doing sly little things here and there that's why i bring up like this is going to be a really big topic in the foreseeable future um because like i said the world's changed over the past two years like we're, we're more people gaming more pcs if you can fucking build one with these fucking crazy costs you know <laughs> are, are available in the hands of way more people um and fighting games is just you know another target to to potentially jump on that um so one 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 last thing to to bring up uh before because we're, we're kind of hitting on time here it's kind of been a lot we, we could fucking be here for hours enjoying <laughs> this talk I, I don't know about you but i've been fucking enjoying it but we might be uh he's 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 still down in his beer i thought he was gonna be out psych he's still he's still going okay. but um the 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 one thing i wanted to bring up uh to kind of be as final thoughts um for you wheat is as someone who's just grown into the scene 
has seen it from as a kid, whether it was when you're a kid in fucking Boys Town, having up to like fucking 40 other brothers, maybe, you know, having that sense of community, competitive nature, if that started even back then, all the way to your Tekken 2 tyrant days in college, to StarCraft, to Quake, to everything that has brought you to, to where you are now. If you could give any aspiring person to, that joins a community or maybe even wants to build a community, because this is something we get here in, the, in, in, in yeah. our show a lot from our yeah. viewers. We ask for this. And one question that came up is, hey, I have love for this game. I want to build, build something out of it. Like, what can I do to start? And we've answered this in the past. If you guys want to hear our answers, go check out the previous episode. But we want to hear if we, right now, what would you tell an aspiring young person? Not even young. It could be any fucking age, really, because it's fucking video games. You don't have to be, you know, young to play them. Um, present company included, right? All of us Your here. entry is your uh, age. <laughs> yeah, entries your age. Uh, there you go. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Fifty dollar tournaments for me, man. My fucking tournaments <laughs> are gonna be stacked in the old home, bro. Can't wait. We'll play for your Walker. Um. Anyway, uh, what would you tell someone aspiring to to build a community for whatever fucking game they they have love for? What would you think would be the biggest kind of lesson to take? Yeah, you know, God, there's like about ten thousand. I feel like I could dish out right now, but there's <laughs> two that immediately come to mind. Um, and the first mm -hmm. one is is I think very practical, and that is that you know I've I've had the chance to mentor and work with a lot of people over the the course of my own career and esports and everything from the fighting game scene to the StarCraft scene to the gaming scene to the live streaming scene, and uh, you know one thing that I can't stress enough is that even though in the pursuit of a lot of our projects, we want success as fast as possible. You just kind of have to like, let it, let it happen and to have trust and confidence that the work that you're putting in, it, it'll pay off. Right. And, and, and like the stars are needing to align and that doesn't necessarily, you're going to go to sleep one night and be like, I'm going to do this thing and wake up the next day and, and feel accomplished doing it. You know, I've been in esports in this live streaming industry since 1999. I'm not even fucking close to done, dude. I'm still learning new shit every day. I'm still trying to figure out like what is the next new thing, right? Like I might have ch closed one chapter that took almost 20 years. So if that's any right indication, like I started that journey in 1999 and I like as I left Twitch, I just said, wow, that was pretty like that all started with streaming audio online and and a love for for you know video games it took like 20 fucking years right and it was amazing the whole way rewards along the way so anyway patience is is a virtue in there but the other thing that i have learned is that first and foremost something i learned about myself and something i think i've learned about like my own success is i truly do believe that people are drawn to passionate individuals that just like take that unbridled, like I love this fucking game and I love what I love. And that's why I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Right. And in this space specifically in esports and live streaming, first and foremost, there's like a lot of talk about money. Like you guys would be absolutely scared at how many times that I've just done things because I'm like, I just fucking love doing it. Like, you know, don't pay me. I, I just, I, I want to mm -hmm. do it. Right. It's not good for my career. But it, it, like that passion has helped me build relationships. It's helped me build communities, um, right? And and that I think is just so key and crucial, right? So find some others that it have that same passion. Obviously, I am in the presence of three others that share that passion, and I can feel it just by being on the show. And right, it's like one of the reasons why I'm like I want to come on Double Tap. But 
um, that can go a long way. And whether it's benefiting you now, tomorrow, or in 10 years, like it's, it's worth it. So if you, if you love the fighting game community, if you love competitive gaming, if you think, you know, you're going to love project L and you end up loving it, like do something in it, right? Figure it out. Um, be passionate and let that passion be your fuel. And I think that, you know, leads to a lot of success, but find other passionate people because it's, it's helpful to take those journeys with the team uh, and not alone. Truer words, truer words. Thank you for. I gotta, I gotta, gotta give a round of applause. For the man. I, I was about to cry. I'm not gonna lie. That man about to <laughs> preach. I wish I had my soundboard up. I would throw every sound I could on there. But first of all, I thought I that was going say, to somebody. I thought it was supposed to go to like the people, and it started like turning into like I'm like, is he talking to me? He's talking to me. <laughs> is it I, me? I'm sure he's <laughs> talking about me. It's that's how you know it's real because you resonate <laughs> with it. So that's why in radio, absolutely. you always say facts. You. Always say you. Hard <laughs> facts, hundred percent. Wheat. I want to say thank you very much for joining us here for this episode of double tap this is gonna this is going down as probably one of our most special ones that we've enjoyed doing we have well we've had nothing but amazing guests on and you have just continued to 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 continue the tradition so we appreciate you coming on uh let the people know this is your time where can they find you what are you streaming what's the nft dm to send you to so you can fucking join like Like, let them know it's been a while since i've done this and not say well i work for twitch so go follow (laughs) twitch.tv slash twitch Uh, nah man (laughs) fuck that shit go follow my channel twitch.tv slash dj wheat um i stream uh monday tuesdays thursdays and fridays and i'm a morning guy so i like get up i grab my coffee i just start shooting the shit um mm-hmm. uh it's a lot of fun this is me fucking i gotta figure out the heat situation in in my room because when i start playing tekken boy do i it just start <laughs> trust, oh man trust. and i'm like getting up and i'm like shit man did i like run two <laughs> miles or did i just play 10 <laughs> online matches i don't know um but yeah i i do some gaming i like to talk about random shit uh tuesdays specifically has been really interesting because i'm listening to my old podcast live on three, which is now officially 13 years old. So Mm -hmm. in 2009, right before the trifecta, right before the live streaming boom hit, we're watching each episode in like real time. So every Tuesday, it's like 13 years in the past. Let's see what we were talking about with esports, And it's going to be pretty fucking exciting because like we get in some beef between like the Evo guys and, <laughs> and uh, we bring on like we bring on some other fighting gameplay. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a great history lesson on kind of esports, And I watch it and then comment uh, about it occasionally. I'm like. I'm really loving rediscovering Tekken 7. I had not played since I think like DR or something silly like that. Um, and uh, Dark Resurrections for those that didn't know what that was. Yeah. Uh, I Yeah. <laughs> sorry. And, and it's like, I mean, if Crash 2 did, like the thing I hate more than anything is some character that like has been introduced in the last two games and I have no fucking <laughs> yeah, idea dude. how to fight it because I just think. I do. You know, so um, uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, look at so that block! Sure look follow. at that block! Mm. We that's sick. sick. <laughs> Good Let's job. Go. Let's go. Good Let's job. go. Good Love job. it. Let's go. So make uh, so sure anyway, to go follow. Yeah, I like to have fun. Follow me. <laughs> make sure DJ We on Twitter as well. You can go follow him on social media accounts there. Whatever he's posting, whether it's DDR trophies or you know the shirts that he ended up packing and somehow still had, he will post up there. So go follow DJ We both on Twitch on Twitter. Once again, thank you We for coming through. 
We appreciate all love. Uh, we will catch you. I don't know. Maybe online. Maybe we'll. Yeah. Maybe we should start. We guys, should we just start rocking some Tekken and start? I mean, just I've like, been playing. <laughs> just, just sniping we just to so. fuck with him. I don't know. We want the styles five one five one nine or five nineteen. I think there might be a few who through. have been, but that's all good. <laughs> okay. It's all good. I'm learning okay. a lot. I'm learning a lot. Relearning. So. There you go. There you oh, go. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 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 a first to death is in the future. I don't know. Maybe we should do a bet. First to one hundred, no broken hot arms chip challenge here, on the loser. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We your DMs. I might. I might infiltrate your DMs. I'm sorry, right, Weed. Sick. I'm sorry. We, we're gonna make it. this interesting. But but once again, we want to say thank you for Weed for coming through, guys. Uh, make sure to go follow him on all those social media accounts and on Twitch. Of course, it's awesome. I'll be lurking in the chat as well as probably my host here. Who you know? Well, where can we find you guys at Meza? Where can where where are you at nowadays? Uh, obviously, you guys know I'm at Meza FGC on Twitter. I'm spending a lot of my time on unfortunately fucking Lost Ark, but you know <laughs> who isn't at this point? I mean, like I don't I don't play PVE. I strictly play PVP because it's the closest thing Ooh. to a fighting game. So that's where you guys can find there me at Twitch.tv slash Meza FGC. So I'm on there doing that a lot. All right, and Static G, where you at? Yeah, so uh, Fridays are usually Marvel Fridays because we're in our TNS and we go 0 and 2 all the time. But uh, it's actually fun. We're trying to get through Sifu, but at the same time, we're just uh, guilty gear tournaments. Any type of tournaments that we can enter, we're going to try our best to uh, get through. And also KOF trials because uh, we finished them all. We can't do K Dash. So that's what we're getting through. There you go. There you go. So follow these awesome gentlemen, of course, on social media. Follow me at Crash Tech BS on Twitter. I'm not so much streaming now as I am producing shows, but all love if you want to follow. And make sure to follow Double Tap at Double Tap FGC. You'll get a notification when we go live with our next awesome guest or maybe. Maybe when we get a return from Wheat in the future or something, maybe <laughs> something fucking crazy happens and we're like, we got to get mean, him in. We need we to hear this. We still got to talk about Evo. So whatever that shit. Yeah, we, maybe maybe when Evo happens, we'll bring Wheat back and be like, yo, Wheat, tell us a story. Just, oh, I got we'll, lots we'll of Evo stories. Let me tell <laughs> exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see how the next Evo goes down. We'll get Wheat back, promise. We'll see what RTS and fucking Pokemon and our PlayStation overlords will do. We'll find out when that when that goes down. Once again, follow Double Tap at Double Tap FGC. Follow the Mash Those Buttons Network at the Mash Network on Twitter. And if you want to join our community on Discord, that is mash.gg forward slash Discord. Get an FGC flare. Say what's up to our friends. Uh, we can we have a lot of different segments we like to do here on this show that are interactive with you guys from uh, community questions that we want your involvement to to what's my main say about me where you tell us what your main characters are and we will di- we will try to determine the kind of person you are which right now I'm s- so for someone like play that plays Nina which I meant to ask earlier don't know why he mains her but maybe it'll be for the future but that guy likes to live dangerously I want to say if he's playing someone like Nina I'm just putting it out there but if you want to get involved discord.gg forward slash mash of course uh and guys that's gonna be it for us this week stay tuned next week we will be live at 8 30 once again for another episode of double tap and of course if you're listening on the podcast platform whether it's itunes spotify google cast we're all over the place show some love make sure to rate helps us a whole lot lets us know what we're doing right so we can keep it going what we're doing wrong so we can come back and learn the matchup and do better for you guys all love once again that does it for tonight once again we thanks for coming through it's been an absolute pleasure we'll see you guys next week Peace. Later. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. 
You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 